Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering Menu, Food, and Drink for both brands. Today I'm joined by Ron Yan, Executive Chef of Parcel Wine Bar in New York City's trend-setting Dime Square neighborhood on the Lower East Side. We talk about how he developed a menu that took Parcel from a pandemic pop-up to a full-service brick-and-mortar restaurant. The wine bar attracts a young crowd that can enjoy either bar snacks or a full dinner, along with unique glasses or bottles of wine. Parcel also offers wine education sessions for those with a hunger for learning more. Listen as Ron relates his culinary journey and mission as Parcel moves into its next stage. Welcome, Ron. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, so thank you for having me, Pat. So let's start by you telling me a little bit about the culinary journey that brought you to Parcel. Well, like many people in college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was a biology major. And that's something that what, I mean, it's what my parents wanted me to do and become a doctor eventually. And taking the courses, I guess I had little interest in actually becoming a doctor so it took a while to to realize that my passion was in cooking. Mm-hmm. So after college, I uh, went to, or I decided that I needed to move to New York City, which is the food capital of the world. But in order to get a job in New York City at the time, a paying job, you had to have a certificate or diploma from a culinary school or you had to have given one year of your life as a stage in unpaid unpaid position. And at that point in time, I, I was already 25. I didn't think I could afford one more year of not being like not having a paid position to start right. in the industry, which is all why I went to culinary school. And um, I've been working in this industry for the past 11 years. And I am now the executive chef of a wine bar in the Lower East Side called Parcel. And that's about it in a I, nutshell, very fast. I imagine you had to get, you know, money also if you wanted to live in New York. It's impossible to live when you don't have an income. It's yes, also yes. the most expensive city in the world. Yes, probably. yes. So tell me a little bit about some of the pop-ups you've done and how that influenced your development as a chef. So I've actually only done one pop-up. It was for Parcel. Before the pandemic, I was working at this restaurant called Legacy Records, and it was part of Delicious Hospitality Group, where I met one of the owners, Grant, who is the owner of Parcel. And when the pandemic hit and everybody was furloughed or laid off, Grant gave me this opportunity to have a pop-up with him in the West Village to see if uh, I should backtrack. Parcel started as a e-commerce wine retailer. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a wine store, they do um, online shipping to all this, I mean, w- within the US. And Grant was interested to see if, you know, people would be interested in if Parcel had a, had like a brick and mortar storefront or, you know, mm-hmm. um, a wine bar. Mm-hmm. So we did that in 2020, and that lasted two months, the pop-up. 
And that point in time, uh, New York City only had outdoor seating. So we started at the end of summer, like late August, early September, and ended right before November because it was, you know, very cold outside. So the pop-up was successful in terms of everybody loved my cuisine. We did a lot of wine sales. So that just brought Parcel's new permanent location to fruition. That sounds great. What a good story. And so tell me a little bit about the menu that you developed. I know it's divided into bar snacks and dinner items. So tell me, um, you know, how that format works and what are some of the items on it that you're most proud of? So the menu is divided into two sections. One is bar snacks, which, which pretty much stays the same throughout the year. They're like the staple, for instance, like the anchovy toast. It's like uh, like almost every wine bar has some sort of anchovy component. So just because it pairs really well with uh, a light red. Mm-hmm. So for the bar snack section, they're mainly um, finger food. Like you, you don't need a knife or a fork to eat it. They're usually small bites. Like I have my... Uh, fried chicken sandwich on there. There's like the traditional wine bar food, like salumi, uh, pickles, olives, peanuts, that sort of stuff. It's like things that you uh, pick on when you're drinking like a nice glass or bottle of wine. And if you're really hungry, you could come in for dinner. And that's where the menu has more, I guess, freedom of expression and freedom to like change. So the dinner menu is seasonal. Currently it's still winter. So it's the most boring season in my opinion. Um, Mainly because I'm not a fan. I'm a summer person. So I like the warmer Mm. months, but the menu is seasonal. Like the green salad. I go to the, I go to the New York farmer's market to take inspiration to see what's in. So like the green salad will definitely change once spring hits. Mm -hmm. Um, The seasonal dishes are larger. It is ideally for guests to sit at a table to eat Mm -hmm. because we do have a nice sofa, which would make it a little, a little difficult to eat those larger dishes there. Right. With a knife and fork, you might get yes. some in your yes. lap, I guess. <laughs> so so what are some of the, the entrees on the dinner menu that you've developed? I am Chinese, uh, but I don't think any of my current menu reflects any traditional dishes reinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the closest would be my vegetarian dish. It's like an entire lobe of a mushroom. Mm. And it's uh, deep fried with panko breadcrumbs and it's served with a vegan XO sauce. Mm. So I used to live in Hong Kong for eight years and uh, XO sauce is from Hong Kong, but it's traditionally made with dried scallops, shrimp, and I guess Chinese ham for the umami. XO sauce is used on everything in Hong Kong. You can uh, eat it by itself as well. But because I wanted there to be a vegetarian dish, mm-hmm. I uh, have a vegan exo sauce. So it's made with dried shiitake mushrooms with all the uh, similar flavoring of um, a, I guess, 
seafood-based exo sauce. So I'm pretty proud of that dish. Yeah. What um, kind of mushroom do you use for that? Depending on what I can get, either a nice oyster mushroom or maitake mushroom, because mm-hmm. those grow in nice clumps. So you can deep fry the whole thing and it looks very, it looks like fried chicken, but it's 100% mushroom. Sounds yummy. And do you try and develop dishes that will pair well with the wines? Is that an important part of your menu development? Yes, yes. There are a few parameters that uh, Grant has given me. Sometimes he'll tell me that he's looking for a like a seafood dish that will pair well with a rich white. So if I use citrus and things like that on the seafood that won't pair well with that specific type of white wine. So I basically get to do whatever I want. I just need to make sure that the dishes will pair correctly with the wines that are featured at the wine bar. How did you learn about that? Um, Is it something that you learned on the job or did you take any wine courses or does it come naturally? (laughs) It does not come naturally. Um, I just have to like taste the food, taste the wine, and then see like, you know, if it goes well on your tongue. Mm. It's more like a trial and error type of uh, situation. Right. Do you have uh, any cooks who work with you or is it a pretty small operation? Um, It's a pretty small operation. As of right now, it's just me and my sous chef. We're expanding so I am on the I am on the lookout for a line cook now, but we're a pretty small operation. Mm-hmm. And tell me about some of the causes that you support and the you know importance of creating a positive work culture and team culture at Parcel. So the restaurant is located in I guess like borderline Chinatown and Lower East Side of Manhattan, and there's been, you know, since the pandemic, there's been a lot of Asian hate. So uh, we have partnered with this nonprofit organization. And we've done a couple of events with them. Also, um, tell me about Dime Square, because I live in New York. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I know the Lower East Side and Chinatown are, you know, morphing into each other, kind of. And Mm -hmm. Dime Square is like this new kind of vibrant area that a lot of restaurants are opening in and there's a lot of action around there. So tell me Mm -hmm. a little bit about it. Well, I think that, I mean, it's called Dime Square because Dimes, they have a couple of locations around this area, intersection of Canal, Ludlow, Division, Essex. And yeah, it's the up and coming neighborhood. And um, I guess all the, all the younger people are here. There is a couple, I mean, like there's like a bunch of restaurants around here. There's Servos. There's, let's see. Well, there's us, obviously. There is a new restaurant that just opened nearby called Casino. I've been wanting to try it out. It's a Mediterranean, well, it's Italian slash Mediterranean food. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there is a, there is like a nice bakery across the street from us called Mel's. Uh, well, Mel the Bakery, it's just the trendiest neighborhood right now. It's just a very vibrant bunch of small, small businesses. So there's been actually a lot written about how Gen Z is not as into wine as, you know, some of the older generations. 
Are you finding that to be true? Or how do you, you know, what kind of clientele do you have at Parcel? So Parcel, um, I guess older, the older young people, if that makes sense, like maybe like people my age (laughs) in their 30s, Mm -hmm. I guess in their in their late 20s, 30s, most of our clientele or most of the people who come into the restaurant are around that age. We do have some older wine clients that stop by from time to time, mm-hmm. but they've just been with Parcel for for many years. But on average, the people who make reservations to eat at the restaurant are in their late 20s to 30s to early 40s, I guess. And do you have to educate them about the wine at all? Or do you have a sommelier on staff who does that? We do have, I I, I guess people who come in mostly already know about wine, but Mm -hmm. we do have weekly wine school, which is every Thursday, an hour before service. And that's when we feature, I guess, a special bottle or like a region. And we have uh, professionals who like talk about it and snacks are available during that time. Oh, I'll have to check that out one day. That sounds like... Oh, yeah. Like you just make your your reservation online. Uh, like they'll have it. Mm-hmm. It's free of charge. I mean, I'm not sure about it, but I think you pay uh, $25. And then the $25 is a gift voucher for you to shop online. Oh, great. So um, as we you know move out of winter into spring, are, what kinds of dishes do you think you'll be, you know, imagining for your spring menu? Since it's a mid- it's nice to imagine spring in the at the end. Of yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for spring, um, once it gets, I, I guess in March or maybe mid March, um, I will go back to the Union Square's farmers market on a regular basis to see what's mm-hmm. in. Spring vegetables are like peas that sort of thing. I also order from Natura. They keep me well well informed of what's in right now in mm-hmm. in terms of the farms around the tri-state area, but of course, you know, like you can basically get anything from California, which I only I mean like in terms of like the seasonal seasonal of uh, dishes, I do keep it uh, I do keep it local, so I do see what's in at the farmer's market mm-hmm. and incorporate that into my menu. Of course, there are some favorite ingredients to use. Um, I love fava beans. I love fresh English peas and sugar snap peas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like it's mostly I go to the farmer's market to see what's in abundance or what's there to give myself inspiration. I don't like to do the same same dishes uh, every season, I guess. I do like to feel inspired to try something new. Do you always have a meat and a seafood and a vegetarian item on the menu? Yes. I think that's important to cater to everyone's uh, food restrictions, mm-hmm. I guess. I myself, I can't eat beef. And Grant said it's okay not to have beef on the menu. So the menu is pretty heavy on seafood, mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah, like there's there's always a vegetarian item. There's always a gluten-free dish. 
I think it's important to to have those options on there. Definitely. Yeah. So as 2023 unfolds, um, we're now in the second month. What are you looking forward to? And what are some of your goals for Parcel? So, so uh, we're planning on opening next month. So maybe in March, we have this new location that's still being built right now. It's, uh, we're going to focus on gourmet cheeses, nice selections of charcuterie. It's going to be more of like a daytime spot. Um, mm-hmm. We'll also be making sandwiches. So like a lunch spot, I guess. And we'll also be selling uh, nice olive oils, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Is it in the Lower East Side as well? or Yes, yes. It's going to be mm-hmm. like two doors down. Oh, that's um, convenient. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be more of like a retail shop. I might bottle or can some sauces or condiments that I make at the restaurant mm-hmm. and sell it there. We're very excited about it. The space looks beautiful. We're keeping with the green facade, the wine bar. So the facade of that place is also green. And inside, it's very beautiful woodwork. So I'll be I'll be managing both places. So I'm excited. Yeah, you'll be busy. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll be busy. Does it have a name yet? I'm not sure about the name. We've just been tentatively tentatively calling it the pig bar right now. So just because we're going to mainly focus on cured pig products. Right. And is it um, going to serve, you'll be serving wine there as well? Not sure. I think we'll be selling beer and we will have sandwiches and like lunch. Uh, Like it's not more of a it's not going to be like a sit down place. It's going to be like a grab and go place. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be like salads, maybe soup to go and like cold and hot sandwiches. Mm -hmm. So uh, how about personally, do you hope to travel at all in 2023? For traveling? Let's see. uh, I, so my parents still live in Hong Kong I do want to travel to places that I haven't been yet, but at the same time, I don't get that much time off. So I just love going back to Hong Kong just because the food there is so, is so good. It's just not made the same here in, uh, in New York City. I don't get to travel often, mainly because of my job. So ideally, I do want to go travel to places I haven't been yet. But if I were to go somewhere new versus back home to Hong Kong, I will always choose Hong Kong because I just love food. Um, I have my favorite spots that I always go to every time I go back. It's always a food tour, I guess, every time when I go back. And like my parents are there, so it's nice to see them as well. Thanks so much for joining me, Ron. You can download this Menu Feed podcast and past episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Pat Kobe.